Five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what's going on? This is the Highly Advised Podcast. I am here with my amigos and compadres. It is another late night, not usual recording time, but we are here once again. It is episode 55. How are you doing, my friends? Fitty. How has your week been? Week has been extraordinaire. It's been good. I had a good weekend. Shouts out to everybody that came through the cozy estates so it was a good weekend great things happen a lot of laughter a lot of smiles and i got richer so you know shouts out to everybody that i was kicking it with i hear that man yeah the uh i've been pretty good man mother's day just passed like last week so had a chance to catch up with family some friends while i've been in town x y and z so all i can say is i'm blessed life's good my water's always my water's always there, so what, what else can I say? It's 55. 55. Yeah. 55 weeks we've been here for y'all listeners. Providing content, this is the best hip-hop and MMA podcast that you will hear on the internet, period. In the universe. In the, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep on forgetting. You said this last week. Jeez, I got to keep correcting you, man. Come on. Hey, hey, In the universe. 55. Hey. When, when you did this 55 times. There's nobody else. We, we've never came across someone like us. Where can they follow us? Actually, if they want to follow us, they can actually check out the Instagram, mm-hmm. which is the Highly Advised Podcast, or mm-hmm. they can slide over to Twitter, which mm. is Advised Highly. Mm. But if I, I get it. You might not want to just be on the socials. You want to just actually see us, right? Mm-hmm. And not just listen to the podcast. You want a visual? Check mm-hmm. the YouTube. It's uh. on It's on YouTube. Highly uh. Advised Podcast. That's check what I'll it. talk about. Yeah, and I know. Y'all listen to the podcast. Y'all check the notes. You see where it's timestamps. We do you guys a favor. You know, uh, on the YouTube, you can actually get the segments of each each thing. You ain't even got to hit the timestamp. It's already there. That's true. It's Ooh. waiting on you. That's true. Like, on, like in the Big Crit song where it was like with the soul food. It was like, it's been, we've been here all day. We just waiting on you. Yes, so, sir. Come on, slide through. Hey, and if you slide through, you got to pay a tax at the dough. Cause we're not letting you go. Because mm-hmm. we're okay. about to put you and break you in into the figure four. <laughs> like we. <laughs> I did not ghostwrite this for him, ladies and gentlemen. So, he didn't ghostwrite nothing. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get. We'll talk more about that later in the podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, listeners, we have something coming up this week. Another USC event: Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. It is a fight that I'm looking forward to personally. I think me and my friends would like to talk about it for a few minutes. Lyle, what do you think? All right, so here's what I think. The event started out looking very, very promising. You had Leon Edwards. Next, you know, boom, Edmund Bazian and Jack Hermansa got kicked off. But before they got kicked off the card, Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz got kicked off. And I think a lot of people were tuning in to this card for that one fight. And yeah, you capped it off with the main event of Oliver Chandler. And you had a little, you know, cherry on top with Ferguson and Dariush. Now with the two previously mentioned fights are like gone. Now you just have the main event and the Ferguson fight. 
And to me, it's kind of like a fight night card. It doesn't feel like big time. I must spend $70 to watch primetime fighting. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to watch it and stuff, but it just doesn't feel like a big card. Oliveira, he can win. Charles can win, right? His striking has vastly improved. His grappling is second to none right now at lightweight since Habib has left, right? And and it's and he doesn't use a, like a strong wrestling base, but we all know jujitsu is his best and his strong suit. So he can win. He's not a slouch. He's not somebody that you can just look at him and be like, oh, you know, he's going to get beat up in the first round. I just think that Michael Chandler... That knockout power, man. Not only he has that knockout power, the dude can also wrestle. And also, the dude isn't like a punch-drunk dude where he's just blitzing for the knockout. He takes his time. Everywhere this fight can go, I think he he could outshine Oliveira even better. I think that once he hits Oliveira a few times, he's going to get him out of there. I'm predicting a second-round TKO. I think Michael Chandler is going to put the dude away, and then he's probably going to call out Connor. I think that Michael Chandler can put <laughs> Charles Oliveira away in the first. I think he'll be too fast, and I think his stand-up is good enough to the point where he can beat him and just be fast enough to catch him and put him to sleep. I'm predicting a first-round knockout um, pretty much for every reason that Lyle stated. I don't think that necessarily Charles Oliveira can't go in there and you know stand a chance if i could definitely go into the third and the fourth but i don't see you going past that for either fighter from being honest it's going to be an interesting fight to look forward to and you know the main event is actually pretty cool this weekend yeah uh i i kind of second what you both both have said so far even though i think charles Oliveira is like a pretty well-rounded fighter and he's pretty much doing well within the division i'm sorry but like michael chandler even in his first show out with the ufc he came through and crushed the buildings to some extent, just like walking through competition. And he was already that guy within Bellator. So I do have him going as like, I, I can see this going either first or second round TKO or knockout straight. Cause I think we all agree that this is a Chandler's going to win this fight either within the first or second round. It won't, it won't co- go to decision. I think we all can agree to that. Um, I do. I, I'm interested to see who he would call out. Granted, if he calls out Connor, it's just a money fight. I mean, I think with just the antics of Conor McGregor right now, I, I, I don't really think he'd be deserving of a fight with Char- with uh, Chandler after a title win. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see who he picks after this fight. But we still got to get through. Uh, we got two days until this till this fight actually comes about. So it's, it's funny when you say that. I have my thoughts, but I'm like, let's just get past, like, you know, 262 and then see what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause it's a, cause you know how the MMA gods are, man. Like you'll say, you'll sit here and say, "Oh, he's gonna win," and then next thing you know, for all we know, Charles Oliveira could get him in a submission within the first round and tap him out. Anything, every any every fight is a wild card. Yeah, so, yeah. it's definitely possible, especially with Charles Oliveira. Exactly, like it's not like he's it's not like he's fighting a scrub at this point. Like no, correct. You're putting him against the best competition you could find for the belt since uh since Habib has left. So it's it's very possible that this could this fight could go either way, but I think we're all siding with Chandler, especially after the performance we saw in his last fight, so, which was his premier debut with the UFC. So, do you think that the winner of uh, Ferguson and Darius could possibly be in a running for a title shot if they win their fight, which is the co-main event? No, I think that Ferguson 
and Darius winner, they're going to be punching up the ladder. It won't be a title shot next. The only way they'll get a title shot next is if everybody catches COVID and cannot perform. And then, <laughs> then you know, it's next man up at that point. But no. People like Tony, though. He's a fan yeah. favorite. Yeah, Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, even though he got dealt a very bad hand by the UFC, it's time for him, you know, if he does win this fight, he, you know, he's got to win a couple more, you know, because it wasn't like he lost split decisions. No, he lost badly in both of his fights. He was getting beat the hell up. So he's got to win a couple more before he's back in that title conversation. And Darius, who, if he wins, who I am also picking to win, you know, people sleeping on Benil Darius. I'm picking on, I'm picking him to win. That's my underdog pick. And uh, I think if he wins, he's now we're talking about pairing him up against like, Hey, maybe he could get the loser of Oliveira Chandler, or maybe he could get like RDA, another, you know, tough outing, Justin Gaethje. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe he could get the loser of Connor and, and Pori, you know, give him like a, a, a super big opportunity, which the UFC probably won't do. But I I think either it don't matter which man wins this fight. They're not getting a title shot next. Well, no, I was going to say, yeah, I don't think either get a title fight after this. Uh, similar to like what I was saying, like, especially with like, I, I haven't kept up with Dariush as much, but I can say when it comes to like Ferguson himself, like, He's it's not like he was he was on a good pace until last year when he when he came across Justin Gaethje. And after that, it's been kind of downhill for him. So um, I think even in this case, it's kind of like a, this is more of a fight, more than likely, that's more beneficial for Darius, if anything. If he wins this fight, it gives him it opens him into the gate of and could more in a contention for the tel- for the belt. But. I just don't see. Uh, I just don't see Fergus. I, I don't see in either one of these fighters getting the getting the title fight next, especially if Connor versus uh, Poirier and Connor wins that fight. We already know who. We already know who's going to get the next fight after that. So, yeah, you know, I personally think that what Benilo Darius is. It's been a little interesting because he's finished a few of his last opponents and has actually been putting you know some impressive finishes. In a, in a row. So I, I don't think he's really that far away from a title shot. Like Lau said, maybe one like sh- more strong contender and then a title shot. But that being said, though, if Tony Ferguson were to win, I think he's put himself in a position, especially with his last two losses, that he can't just go to a title shot and he has to actually string together. Like not only would it have to be an impressive win this weekend, but maybe one or two more to possibly put him in there just because of the types of losses that he took. So yeah. me personally, I, I don't know. Now, one more thing that I almost forgot. Um, Diego Sanchez was supposed to be on the card, and they had to cancel this fight. He's actually supposed to fight uh, Donald Cerrone. Now, that wow. Was this that was this card, correct? I thought it was the card that just happened. Oh, uh, sorry. Last Saturday, year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why did they um, get rid of that? I'm sorry. I know I told the story last week, but why did that fight get canceled? Well, remember Diego, he asked for, well, it wasn't Diego himself, his, uh, trainer, his trainer, as we're going to just say for right now, asked for the medical records like two weeks before the fight or a week before the fight, which raised the red flags from the UFC brass, which 
you know, long story short, it resulted in him being released. But one thing that's not being talked about enough is Diego got his his show, his win, and sponsorship money. So at least they didn't just kick him out the door with a foot in his ass. They, you know, they did gave the right him thing. a little, did the right thing. Right. It's just uh, his coach, on the other hand, man. I actually saw the video where he was chasing around people with knives and he said, you know, everything is a knife. Everything is a knife. And that was, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Tell me what? Yeah, it's a video. And like, hold I was on, just watching Diego Sanchez, his, his coach trainer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was just, it, Dojo. It, well, funny enough. So last week you said that on the podcast, right? So McDojo life, shout out to him. He had a video and it had Diego Sanchez upside down, like Spider-Man as Josh Fabio was just punching him in the head and kicking him in the side of the head. Like it's, it looked very odd. Like, is that a training technique? You know what I mean? If so what, what is it training? I, I need to know, you know what I mean? Maybe is, I'm ignorant to it. This is the reason why he says he's in fear of his life. It's yeah. not because of the UFC. This is it's stuff like that is creating CTE more than likely. He needs to go get checked out. Like a, no trainer at that's the that style of training is something that was only permissible 10 to 15 years ago and even then if you were doing something like that they would say there's no way in the world you'll ever be a winner you're, you're you have bad training he's been in this mcdojo place and honestly we're very I, i'm not gonna lie to i've seen i didn't get a chance to i didn't really watch the whole video because it was very bizarre but like, cause I know there was a, a video clip where he ended up expressing himself in terms of like his fears with the UFC and a lot of his concerns as well as like seeing that weird clip with like him and his coach. It's just, I don't know. It's really weird. I, I think he needs to get help. I see more now why you guys are saying like, cause I think last week I said he's a grown man, right? Either I said this on or off, off a uh, record. Like he's a grown man and like he, he's responsible for who he puts in his corner. But at this point, it's it's a little concerning. I think it, he needs to get help. He needs to get help. Someone needs to save him. I don't know if it's an old training partner, if it's an ex, a kids, whoever. Someone needs to kind of, I don't even want to say that. Someone just needs to help him, long story short, because he's on a bad path. Congratulations, Joshua. What was it Fabia, Fabia, yeah. whatever. You know, you're the inaugural winner of the Oscar De La Hoya Award. Right. <laughs> it's our person of the, our highlight person of the week. He's, he is not the highlight <laughs> of the week. He is the inaugural winner of the Oscar De La Hoya Award. And, you know, listeners, you should know that's one of the most prestigious awards that you can give to bizarre, idiots, dumb things you know just kind of like the guy who rode his bike when the train stopped i laugh about this shit all the time when the train stopped and he thought he could beat the train so he crawls under the train with his bike and the train runs him over i'll oh, never oh i remember hearing it's like why yeah was, that was crazy it's a wild I, situation it just made me think like you know why would you ever do something like that. Just like Diego Sanchez, like obviously something happened between these two, but when you have Diego hanging upside down, who used to be professionally trained, you know, Diego was professionally trained by Greg Jackson down to Jackson wing. He was around phenomenal fighters like John Jones. Hell, even the guy he was supposed to fight Donald Cerrone, he used to train with him. 
to working with a guy who's the equivalent of some guy on the street trying to hustle you, letting him, you know, speed bag your head and kick you and shit like that while you're hanging upside down. It just goes to show like there's something wrong and there's something odd going on there, man. And and I hope Diego gets his help. I'm not even trying to be like funny or nothing. I hope Diego gets his help. I hope this Josh Fabia guy just goes off somewhere in obscurity somewhere, you know, and I hope that he can take a long look at himself in the mirror and realize what he's doing is, you know, it's, it's dangerous. So I hope, I hope this Diego Sanchez era ends on a good note because it's, it's really a shame, man. We should really be talking about like, wow, this guy came from the ultimate fighter. He has some big fights. He has some good wins. What a career. We're, now we're talking about him and this guy that's, as Rashad Evans said, right? He's a parasite. So it's just kind of crazy, man. It's crazy. It just shows how sometimes like it can take maybe like a few things and a few people to really like take you down a, a really deep turn. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate, you know, shouts out to, to Diego Sanchez, like legend of the sport. And, uh, you know, hope that everything goes okay with him because he, he does need help because he needs to get away from that. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I, I, that's the one thing that does come to mind. Um, how how easily how easily it can happen where because i think he was going through a divorce when he met his coach so like he got caught at a vulnerable time so really it this really goes to show like you really got to protect your peace even like at your most vulnerable times listeners like always protect yourself because you never know like these current these string of events happen and now he now someone that was once pretty much from a, a legendary camp now is like looking he's looked at as like a make he's now he's training in a mick dojo essentially complete opposite of what yeah. he once was so it's, it's kind of sad but only thing you can do is hope that he gets help like that's the only thing you can really say at this point like i just hope he gets help i know um similar to the help that was needed for uh billy joe saunders after the fight with canelo i don't know if you guys heard but uh, i think the fight ended canelo and uh, saunders fought last week and I believe Canelo won in the ninth round or eighth or ninth round, I believe. Yeah, eighth round. Yeah. Hey, um, did you guys get a chance to catch the fight? I didn't see the fight, so you're going to have to fill me in. So I cut the highlights. And, you know, Canelo, in my opinion, I thought he was in control most of the fight outside of a couple rounds of Billy Joe winning or whatever. But there's this thing in boxing called like swing rounds. So there, there would be some rounds where it's kind of competitive where, you know, judge could swing one way and another or whatever. But I thought for the most part, Canelo was in control. He looked like he was used, he was looking for the uppercut and once it connected, you know, Billy Joe got fractured and his corner was like, fuck that, you know, he can't fight no more. So, Shouts out to his corner because I think that's a little underappreciated thing in boxing. Out of all the things I could say about boxing, all the, you know, grand corruption that it, it loves to do, one one is little glimmer of light of hope is the corner knows when to stop a fight. You know what I mean? And unlike MMA, but, you know, boxing corner, they do look out for the fight. So shouts out to his corner. Um, apparently, that's a hard... Uh, 
injury to come back from orbital bone fracture for yeah. a boxer. So mm-hmm. shouts out to Billy Joe. He was undefeated. He was a, a champion. So hopefully if he wants to continue his career, he's able to come back and continue it. Now for Canelo, you know, good job to the pound for pound King. Caleb plant is next. And once Canelo beats him, cause we all know he's going to probably beat him. We're now looking at the unified world champion and I have to applaud. I got to applaud boxing on that one. I got to applaud Eddie Hearn more specifically if he could get that done because as you know, as a sleeve slime bag, as I guess he, as he can be, (laughs) he's doing, he's doing something right. And it seems like he's trying to get the Anthony Joshua fight good too. But you know, there's a, there's a corrupt guy named Bob Arum who's fucking up the fight. And (laughs) I can, I can go in a tangent about Bob Arum and all this other shit. But what I want to say is for the sake of Canelo, Shouts out to him. Great job, Canelo. You retain your pound for pound status. On go ahead and get that fourth belt so you could continue to make a legacy. One thing I don't like about Canelo, and I'll stop talking about the guy, is it seems like he's stuck on that Floyd loss. And I'm like, damn, bro, you gotta let that let, let it go. Floyd will never fight you at 168. He will never will he will, he won't even fight you at 160. You he gotta find buried. I mean, he might not fight him, period, neither. But if there was a, a chance in hell for it to happen, you, you're coming down to Floyd's weight class where he has the advantage. So, And, and even then, like, I mean, <laughs> we all, most people realize, like, Floyd caught Canelo at an early point in his career. So Floyd, Floyd put the first <laughs> loss on Canelo's record. And at the end of the day, I, I will say this, regardless if he caught him at the early points of his career, I think the fight with Floyd, the Floyd, that fight with Floyd at the end of the day, it shaped Canelo's career. It did. Because like it did a lot of what he became as a fighter. You saw a lot of that happen. A lot of the movements, a lot of the slipping punches, the ways of just being able to be in the pocket. It came from that Floyd fight. So he more or less like, like they always say, when someone puts on a clinic, Floyd put on a clinic when they fought. And I believe it was like 2016, 2015. So like, Anytime you get put, anytime you're in a clinic, you go to school. And that's exactly what Floyd did to him then. So it's like, it, I mean, I understand he's, of course, that's going to be like the, because I think that's his only loss on his record. Yeah. So any champion spirit, you want to avenge that loss. But especially when you see the fighter still being active, quote unquote, and we'll get to that later. I, I had Canelo winning the majority of the fight. There were some rounds where I can see you giving it to Saunders. Some some rounds Canelo was taking a back seat on, but once he ended up catching uh, Saunders a couple times, it it kind of was evident. Like okay, some people are thinking, okay, he's he's taking a back seat. He's not going to get this. He might actually have a chance of losing the fight because when you get into that round four to seven, these are like those significant rounds where either if if you don't have a second gear, another another gear to go into in the seventh round, it's kind of like it could is pretty much the the tail of the tape is already there at that point. The writing's on the wall. So the orbital bone injury, shout outs to his corner because at the end of the day, like they, they could have tried to say like, Hey, we'll let you go. Because even, I don't know if you guys realize, but Canelo, he was walking back to his corner. Like he had already won the fight before his team, before Saunders uh, camp had actually stopped the fight. 
So I maybe mean, he I saw think, something. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite sure he felt it. He he broke his orbital bone. So like, and at some point you could see where Saunders. A lot of things that Saunders was doing, he was grabbing. It was a lot of grabbing. There was a lot of like. I think he realized that the uppercut would come, so he was trying to cut cut that distance. So he went in, when he's ducking low, he would cut that distance by hugging him. So, I mean, it's hopefully Saunders is able to come back and bounce back from that, and hopefully, like shout outs to Canelo for a, another great win and actually fighting like real competition this time. He'll go off to fight whoever to unify this belt and then after that we'll be off to the races into the this next chapter of his life in the meantime i i it's still going to burn this hole in his heart that he lost to floyd especially when we see, we're seeing now floyd is um he, he's supposed to be fighting logan paul in the next couple of weeks but there was a nice little brawl that that kind of boiled over uh between him and jake paul i, I believe last week i think i think actually i think lao actually has the hat that uh jake paul took oh man oh my god if i were to have the hat man it, it's man fuck jake paul <laughs> <laughs> i was i was hoping that the dude was gonna get more get punched on a lot more than what he did and uh for real i i like this dude is he's just a corny dude bro he's cringy he's corny He's like acting like a middle school kid. I got your hand. Like that shit is just so corny to me, bro. And 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 if anything, he took he, he took all the shine away from Logan. And now nobody, I mean, people are gonna tune in because they want Floyd to do his thing. But people really wish it was Jake Paul. You know what I mean? Yeah. They really wish it Jake Paul. Now Jake Paul, he one thing I will give Jake Paul credit, even though he's a he's he's an asshole even before the boxer thing he was still an asshole he he scammed his way into a fight with floyd down the road because floyd came out and said hey i won't fight them on the on the same night but i'm i, I am open to fighting jake so he scammed it. He learned from the best. And the best <laughs> person he learned from was fucking Floyd. Because Floyd knows how to fucking work work a pay-per-view. Work people to fucking buy. And you know he was in on it. Yeah, he was in on it. I oh, mean, yeah. like, Floyd? Yeah, Floyd. I don't Come think on. Floyd was in on that. Uh, yes, he was. Yes, he I, was, man. I, Come on. You I'm think not, he just got snatched his hat like that, you know, and he didn't think well, he, he didn't know about it? Listen, I, I'll say this. As a as a fan of boxing, as a fan of Floyd Mayweather, I've watched in the past decade, especially I was able to, I had a chance to actually watch all of Floyd's fights as they were happening. Right. After like, right after high school, like I'm not going to lie to you. I've never seen Floyd get into that space. I did think it was fake at first, but it's an act. It's an act. I, he knows how to sell himself. He's very but, good at it. So, Okay, so let me ask you this, right? If that would be the case, what would be the benefit of him pulling an act like that with the person he's not fighting? For another fight, fight. so he can keep on it, making money. Yeah. You think that's, I think that would be easily, that would easily happen either way. Okay, but how do you make it better? How do you make more money off of it? But who, now, but that just, it totally overshadows the fight that he has now. And? That he has, and okay, exactly. But if, he, if it overshadows the fight he has coming up, right? 
Okay. It automatically it it dwindles the numbers. It let's be honest. No, when it, you when make it, money either way. Listen, at the end of the day, when it comes to Floyd Mayweather, right? He's gonna he knows how to sell a show. He knows how to sell a fight. But if he's selling a fight, he's not. He is no problem thinking of the fight that's coming after this one, right? But he's going to try to sell this fight. No one gives a damn about watching him and Logan Paul fight now. At this point, that's we not only true. That's yes, not it, true. It's not true. Either brother they'll take. Either brother they'll take. But at the end of the day, we just saw a confrontation between the brother of the person that's fighting Floyd and Floyd Mayweather. At the right. end of the day, we want to see that fight. I agree there. That sells the fight. But at the same time, it doesn't help sell the fight between Logan Paul and and Floyd at the end of the day. It, it I, really doesn't. So I think it does. And the reason why I say it does is because, one, people who are ignorant to the whole Paul brother, you know, debacle, because that's what it is. They don't sometimes people are confused on who's Logan, who's Jake. So some people think like, oh, he's fighting Jake instead of fighting Logan. So you'll have those people tune in. Two, the people who are aware of this, you know, debacle of the Paul brothers, they're going to be like, hey, I know he's not fighting Jake, but I'm, I want to see him kill Logan and then call out Jake. So the fight is not about Logan. This is all about Floyd now. So it's, it's Floyd made it about himself. Jake learned from Floyd and they made it about them. But they're go- hey, the teaser to the fight that people want to see. Logan. Logan, this is the teaser. Floyd runs through Logan. Now Floyd is going to get Jake, and 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 it's 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 so fantastic how they could sell this to people, right? Listeners, we love combat sports. I can't talk for my amigos here. I'm not buying either fucking fight. I'm not. (laughs) So if if they buy it, shame on fucking them. And listeners, shame on fucking you. It's a scam fight. You already know because. It, it's 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 ridiculous. No fucking person who's never boxed all the way until their early twenties should be boxing arguably the greatest boxer of all fucking time. That's it's nonsense. It's fucking bullshit. There's no way. It the reason why people would tune into that shit is just to see Floyd beat them the fuck up. That's it. It's not for some competitive level boxing. And that's fucking junk. And that's and people and the people entertaining that shit is the people who don't fucking watch fights. And I get it. That's why Floyd, that's who Floyd is gearing to. And that's what he's da da da. But people who have common sense and they're aware, they know that it's garbage. It's not, it's not, it's it's junk. So I'm not amused by it. I don't like it. It's stupid. Yeah, it makes good entertainment, so I understand it, but I won't be spending my money on it. I will be streaming that motherfucker and I don't care. And, and I won't, <laughs> and guess, and guess what? I won't be streaming it from my shit. So I won't be doing nothing illegal, but I'll be going somewhere where somebody else probably be doing it. So, so shouts out to whoever that somebody is. Straight up, Nigel. That's crazy. (laughs) Straight up, Nigel. (laughs) That's wild. Like, I mean, I, I, I get where you guys are coming from. I just personally, I just don't agree. I do think, like, to me, I just always know understanding the sport and understanding how people sell fights. I just see it where I, I would expect that engagement would have came from. Floyd and Logan, 
that if that engagement happened between Floyd and Logan, I would have totally said this was totally scripted. They had a whole phone conversation before this happened, X, Y, and Z. But I mean, I think it. I I think Floyd is smart enough to know when a fight is to be sold. But I I definitely know that. I definitely can agree to that. But I just I don't know. I think it's it's one of those weird things where I don't know. I'm. I, I could care less about Floyd fighting Logan Paul at this point, and I only want to see him fight Jake Paul just because of, like, the antics. I'm not, I'm, I will be honest, I'm not paying for it. Um, Y'all can all come and watch it at my place, man. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stream it illegally, listeners. We know, we know you're Pirate, pirate Bay on, on the streets. Don't so. let them. <laughs> I do nothing illegal ever. I am a law-abiding citizen. I, I don't Why condone in those type people, of things. Oh, man. They call oh, you Pirate Bay on the streets. They they don't call me that. <laughs> people they know I'm that. People know I'm the MMA guy. I like MMA. I like all types of sports. MMA team sports like the NFL. Shout out to the Steelers. You know what I mean. Big fan of LimeWire. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do none of that. Okay, not think, over here. Who do you think was who you thought was giving courses about tethering with Bear Share and LimeWire? You. Nah, yeah, I, I was huh. sitting here watching Ben Roethlisberger play or all the Steelers, really. I hear you, man. It sounds good. It sounds good. You can't fool me, man. That's all I can say. Well, what what I can say is that I also saw J. Cole signed to the Rwandan team and is playing in um, one of the African leagues soon. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, 12 games, a 12-team series, I believe, uh, starting next week or like in the next yeah. coming weeks. Uh, it'd be interesting to see definitely with Cole being like 36 um how how well he'll how well that'll work for him in terms of just playing like granted we all know cole played basketball in high school and i think he played basketball a little bit in college or he was well or he was trying to because i know that's the whole theme of his whole his whole career has always been the basketball theme of sideline story to now we have all season off season that comes out tomorrow um but yeah i i'm i'm curious to see how that works for him especially with like this album coming out tomorrow and as well as like the album coming out and then trying to like the hype that will be garnered around that while he's playing in a basketball league. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think it's super dope. He's doing it. If for nothing else, he's really given a lot of shine to that league that he's playing in because putting the album out and also having that announcement in the same week is just bringing all types of eyes to them. So like, I mean, definitely shouts out to him for that. And I think that's kind of dope. Um, I asked my friend today as to how much points he thought that uh, J. Cole put up in his first game. He said 16. I, uh, I think it's say 60. No, 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 no. I think 16 is a, is a fair enough, you know, score range, you know. But I'm curious to see how he does, you know. I want to see how he actually is in, you know, some type of league. I think it's, like, super dope to see, especially, like, somebody we know is primarily a rapper do that. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he has a basketball shoe, though. Yeah, that's cool. So like it, he's probably been gear, he's been gearing up for this for a minute. I'm quite sure because he has a shoot through uh, a basketball shoot through Puma, I believe. Shout out to Drake Cole, man! But shouts out to that African League. You know, it's good that the motherland got a basketball league that's gonna get notoriety and a little bit of fame. So shouts out to that too, because when you think of Africa when it comes to sports. A lot of people just think so, like, you know, soccer or some shit like that, or some other European special sports like cricket and polo and rugby, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody's thinking of basketball 
in the in the country of Africa. I mean, the continent of Africa. So I think that this is the first basketball format from Africa that's going to appeal to the American audience, especially when you have somebody like J. Cole. And there's some damn good African basketball players. Like, for example, one of the more popular players in the league today, Joel Embiid, you know, mm-hmm. you can't forget about Pascal Siakam. You, you know what I'm saying? Or Bull Bulls. Him yeah. too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like Shouts out to the motherland. Shouts out to all my brethren. Nice. You know, Africa, we here. We here. <laughs> <laughs> so nah. so shouts out to J. Cole for that one for real. This is even like even better. I think it makes it even sweeter as his uh album is about to be released because last week he did drop the interlude, which ended up being a um which ended up catching a lot of steam. By a lot of people, definitely there was some quotables from from what I've heard. Well, from what I've seen on my timeline, so I think this is kind of like a, a big thing in terms of like the the steps towards how he's promoting his album as well as like promoting him his album while also being able to be free within if you, himself. If you were to rate the song, what would you give it? Three out of five. Uh, I only listened to it once. Um, I'd say like four. I was like that. Yeah, I I mean I only listened to it once. It didn't sound bad. It sounded like it was pretty good. Um, I didn't really want to get myself too wrapped up in the song because I, I in certain when a certain artist, I really want to listen to it as a whole. So it, I haven't listened to it yet, so that's why I'm asking you. Yeah, overall though, it's a good song though. I will say that. Like he, one thing I did see on my timeline a lot was about where he said uh, Jesus died at 33, so did Pimp C, and so did Nipsey. So that's a, a a really big quotable from that song from what I've seen on my timeline. That's dope too. Yeah. What are you about to say? Talk, we were just talking about Pimp C the other day too, I think. So I saw it to J. Cole, man. Oh, uh, he didn't listen to it. So No, I did. No, I uh, listened okay. to the interlude. Uh, okay, so what do you I think? Liked, I liked it. It sounded like what it was, an interlude. Because the song abruptly ends at the end. And I'm assuming pick the song plays a bigger part and I I mean it plays a part an album so that's why i ended the way that it did i think it was a good song but i have nothing more to say about it i i'm looking i'm really looking forward to the album i like j cole i think j cole is this mount rushmore material yeah i agree with that i um i'm curious to listen to that i did get a chance to listen to isaiah rashad's new song with duke deuce and first of all, um, riding with the Chevy, riding in the Chevy, like that's a instrumental that I like. I actually wrote to that song, like a little rap to that. It's like that, you know, that old three six shit. Like I like that, you know what I mean. So like, I, I fuck with that song. I think it's super dope. Like just to hear that and the way they rapped on it was uh, very nice. I thought I like it when TDE and you know KC show each other love. I think that's you know super dope as well. And um, you know, you should listen to that. Yes, sir. I thought that was a dope song too. And I'm not a, a Isaiah Rashad enthusiastic person. So when I saw it, I was like, I'm going to give it a chance because it came out with a bunch of singles. I listened to it. And I was like, oh, fuck with this. I like the old school, obscure three, six mafia sample. You know what I mean? And it felt like Duke Deuce fit as a feature because I felt like that's in his realm of music so shout out to isaiah rajad and now you got me interested in listening to your album when it when it drops 
Yeah, the big shout outs to Isaiah Rashad. I, I heard this song also. Really good song. Um, I'm I, the thing that I was so surprised, the most surprised about with that song was actually the the direction that he went in compared to some of his other work. But granted, his his last body of work was like five years, five six years ago. That's true. Yeah, so it's it was pretty interesting hearing it. Um, I'm curious to see what happens moving forward because I'm a big Isaiah Rashad fan from Sons of Tyree to Sylvia's demo. So it's all dope. Yeah, like I I feel like he's one of those artists that's always hits no misses. So it's just I, I think the biggest issue for him though was that he's always struggled with like addiction. So he's because of his addiction problem, he is the reason why he's not he's always been like absent for like a set amount of years. Cuz I think even with but there's a big there's a decent amount of gap between Sun's tirade and Sylvia's demo as well. Mm-hmm. So but it all just comes from his thing but like, cause in the article, he actually said something about where he, he deals with a lot of addiction. So he's dealt with like addiction with drugs and alcohol. And there was some, I know there was at some point, uh, I think this was during son's tirade. He said, um, top dog made the decision like, yo, I'm an, I'm not going to send you home and cut you from the label. But I think he did send them back home for a little bit. He did say something about he stayed with his mom and was sleeping on couches and all of this type of stuff in between like now and then so it's good to see him bounce back to his feet um and yeah i I think there's just some more great music to come i think we'll just have to wait and see when it comes to more from isaiah rashad and shout outs to duke deuce also yeah i I think he's underrated as well i think qc is going to catch one with duke deuce i keep on saying that the while like i i really think they're going to catch another one with him like a big one too and i'm looking forward to that and like you said big fan of uh, isaiah rashad I'm really looking forward to his album. Like, I think that's going to be in our top 10 for sure. When we end up doing a list, probably in the top five, like, cause I think it's going to be, I'm, I have high hopes for that album. Yeah. It's, it, it, it could have potential. We just have to wait and see because like, I mean, there's more music that came out this week, but there's also um, potentially the Mount Rushmore of music, of rap music for the most part will all possibly be releasing this year. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, so it's gonna be it's not it's not gonna be a light a lightweight uh, bout. This is a heavyweight bout in terms of years of music. So hopefully he's able to carry his own. Though I will say that. Did, I you, did you guys tune into uh, the Don Tolliver song? That was another song that some people were talking about. I tuned into it. I liked it. I thought it was a cool song. It reminded me of something I would hear in a club. It was. I don't think it was good as the Isaiah Rashad song, but it, it was a cool song though. I heard it. Um, shouts out to Amir, you know, State Superior. He he recommended he recommended Don Tolliver to me a year or two ago. And uh, you know, I I like Don Tolliver. I like this song, you know what I mean? I think I thought it was dope. I actually really like his music, and if he's putting out a project, I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, um, I'm not uh I'm not really a big Don Tolliver fan. Uh, I've never really gotten it. I'll say this. Let me not say a big fan, but I've never had taken the time to get into his music as much. So I don't really have, um, I don't have really a, a foundation to base an opinion on from what I've heard compared to what he's done before. But um, I, I can say I did like the song that I did hear, uh, What You Need. It it wasn't better than Isaiah Rashad because I kind of just listened to all these songs back to back. I will say this, though. It was a super dope visual, similar to the Lay With You uh, by Isaiah Rashad as well. And so I, I, I can say it, it, it's, it piqued my interest enough that I'll be willing to listen to his album when it drops. I, I, know, I know what song Spence didn't listen to. 
surprisingly. <laughs> you, oh, you did? Oh, you, man. So why'd I you listen? You I got it. Hold on. Let him, let him speak. Let him speak. Okay. I, lis- I listened to it for podcast purposes only. Okay. And I will say this, listeners, you probably guessing, trying to guess what song this possibly could be. If you've been a fan, if you've been around for a while, you know, I'm not a big fan of the what? Not a fan of it. Said it's at his last album was trash. Uh, Playboy Cardi and Trippy Red, they did a song called Miss the Rage. It was actually pretty good. Uh, I was actually surprised. It's not, um, it's something I will play. I can definitely say that. It, uh, that song, I will say this, made me ready to be back outside. It gave me the festival vibes. So I can say that it's like a concert festival vibe type of song. So I I I I tip my hat to Playboy Cardi and Trippy Red on that one, and that's all of the compliments you'll get. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Hey, man, Dogecoin going two hundred dollars. Fuck Elon! Fuck Elon Musk! This shit going two hundred dollars now, man. <laughs> Oh shit, Spence, Spence just made the price go up, man. I never thought in a million years he, <laughs> I would hear him compliment Playboy Cardi. I'm I objective. Thought, I, I thought he was going to be like, no, never. I'm, I'm a Rudy Poo candy ass and I'll never wow. listen to that. <laughs> Calling yourself a Rudy Poo candy ass. That's wild. You see how I get treated here, listeners? <laughs> but yeah, so Mr. Rage, I, I listened to it, and I so I think the best song that came out last weekend was "Lay With You," and I think that and it's kind of interesting that I actually agree with you guys that "Lay With You" is the best song. Yeah. But uh, um, Mr. Rage was to me it was a dope song. It does remind me of when you go out, you you with your boys, and you you guys have a good time. You you just you dancing, partying, whatever carnival whatever so shouts out to them because i think that song is that complete that's its purpose we're not supposed to get lyrical miracle spiritual out of that so um yep shouts out to uh the soundcloud king and one of his sons i i liked it man i listened to it earlier i was making some uh salmon and some cream spinach and i was just like oh i, I fuck with this like i I thought it was dope, and I'm not. not Salmon and cream spinach. That's what I want. That's what What's, I wanted for dinner. What type of music? Are, yo, that's not the type of music I listen to when I cook eating that. It's like you supposed to listen to something that's sultry. You're listening that, to. That's what I was thinking, man. I'm thinking you about to. Say, that sounds like something you should be like drinking beer or something. Too, yeah. Like, like or, or eating ribs to not. Uh, oh, you know, I had some cream spinach with the couscous on the side and spinach and, and some salmon, some grilled, some baked salmon to die for. Not put it what? in the air fryer yet. Let me tell you, man. The air fryer. I'm not gonna lie. I fuck with it with the salmon, man. Really, man. Like I'm telling you, it's actually like the shit. But I was making the cream spinach and the salmon, and I listened to that song and the other songs. Yes, I like Isaiah Rashad the most, but. I'm not the biggest fan of Trippy Red. You can call me a Trippy Red hater. That's cool. That's fine. The equivalent to Spence of Playboy Cardi. Yes. Okay. But this song I actually enjoy. And I like Playboy Cardi's part. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's really grown on me. I was at one point a Playboy Cardi hater. I no longer am. And this song would make me listen to more Trippy Red songs. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's... 
Wow, man. Yeah. Doze up two thousand dollars now. Doze to the moon, man. Yeah. Maybe next week I might be like, yo, you know what the greatest rap group of all time is? Tribe Called Quest. Wow. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So I, I think I think the I think everything has been fulfilled here at this point. I know. Um, I know outside of that though, I know there is uh some some more music that's supposed to be dropping. Mm. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see, mm. but uh Nicki Minaj, she actually posted something on Instagram, uh, uh, one of these cryptic posts that just said Friday. It she picture herself and then it's Friday as the caption. So who knows what that means? But more than likely, the way the barbs have flipped Twitter upside down in my timeline, more than likely it means Nikki's coming with something, uh, which actually is tomorrow. So, I, I mean, I don't really know what more to say. I mean, she is like, if so, I put it like this: if someone put her on their Mount Rushmore, I totally will understand. She's there. Me, yeah, I, she deserves. She has She's every there. right to. She deserves the right to be there. Like, do I make? I may not agree personally by preference, but she deserves she deserves every right to be there. I mean, I feel like oh, Lyle wow. has something yeah, to say. Go ahead, go ahead. He's preparing. No. I'm just sitting there chilling. I'm listening <clears throat> to what you have to say. You guys are praising your queen, and I and shouts out shouts out to the people that you praise and idolize. Cardi's you know? the queen. So man. you don't agree. Chill. You don't think you don't put her. Under. I just I didn't say that. I'm gonna be. What put her on my Mount Rushmore of rappers for like women rappers? Oh no, just oh. no, I, no, no, no. I, I, with Nikki, I can't even do a, like a woman rapper thing. To me, Nikki is a rapper. She's not. Oh, a, that's just, a that's a whole another conversation. Yeah, I mean, I let's be. I mean, if we're gonna be honest. We gonna if we're gonna be honest, we gotta be real. That's a whole and, another conversation. Listen, man, Nikki. Can hold, on, rap hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying oh, now. Now, now I gotta interview. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying you're saying Nikki Minaj. Is on the Mount Rushmore of rap of all male, time, male if, or if female. I'm if if we're put if I, when I say this right, I'm basing it off of the Mount Rushmore that we saw from the la in the last decade, where you had the Kendrick Cole and and Kendrick so, Cole and Drake. Right? You mean modern day is what you're saying? Yeah, like yeah, modern day. Oh, it, okay. okay. All right. Modern all right, day. Man. My right. day, yeah, but I, I'm not gonna lie to you. When it, All right. I'll be honest with you, when it's if we gonna be real for real, oh. I'm not no Barb or none of that shit. Like I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I'm not a Barb, none of that. When it comes to her rapping ability, she, lyrically, she is a very, she's a very great rapper. Lyrically she's, speaking, she's a good rapper. You know, excluding starships and all the shit beyond that I song. Seems. Excluding that when she's doing that, I think of Nicki Minaj and maybe some people are going to disagree because, you know, you have some stands out there. I do think she's the greatest female rapper of all time. I agree. I hands down. Who else? Yeah. Well, if, if you're going to put her, if you're going to put her on the Mount Rushmore, along with the Drake's Cole's Kendrick's. A modern day. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, okay. what? Because when I, I I guess to me when we start saying like out of all female rappers, it to me it becomes a little dicey because now well, we're saying well, here, we're, you're putting her above the Lauren Hills, the Queen Latifahs, the yes, all of them. You're putting yes. her above all of them. Yeah, yes, and I'm gonna tell you why. 
in their era of rap music, you want to put none of those lovely ladies on the Mount Rushmore's of their era. So don't, so you, that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. If they came out today, I'm not saying that they would be bad artists because obviously that they're not. It's just that they wouldn't be doing what Nicki Minaj has done. I, I mean, granted, there's some criticism to her, right? But like, name one rapper. I mean, you could probably name like two or three, but she's in a class where she's had a 10 year run without any competition. And it's not because there wasn't other female rappers. There was nobody nowhere near as good as her. Until Cardi. You know? uh, uh, well, until Cardi B. But Cardi B, <clears throat> we all know. And lyric- also, lyrically, Cardi B is not better than, than Nicki Minaj. We we know that for that's a fact. A, that's agreed. Th- yeah, we know that for a fact. Now, we could be like, oh, Cardi B makes better music and all that. Like, for example, the I like it like that, blah, blah, blah. Cool. That's at that point is subjective, you know, to what kind of music you like. But when it comes to just rapping ability, she's she is the best female rapper of all time. And I know there's going to be some little Kim people or like Spence, you mentioned like Queen Latifah and all that, which they're also legends in the rap game. I just think Nicki Minaj, when it comes to the female rapper, she's up there. Now, when we're talking about top 10 rappers of all time, she could be argued that she's in the top 10 somewhere. Will she be up number one? No. But if somewhere in the top 10, depending on who you are and what kind of music that you know you, you like, I, I wouldn't be mad if somebody put Nicki in there. Nicki Minaj is a good rapper. I just think with all the drama and the controversy that was around her and all that shit like that, and her diehard fans that are, are toxic, kind of put a little stain no they're fucking toxic you know they are they're they're willing to you know drive all the way to vermont to- oh, wow. <laughs> i mean you, you saw what they did for meek's birthday they they literally were t- yeah that was crazy yeah i think meek it was because it was meek's birthday and you saw a subtweet saying like oh i hope today is the worst day of your life like yeah. Those are only barbs that say that, but I would have been like, "Thank you." So, Lyle, let me ask you a question: Do you think um, Nicki Minaj is lyrically better than like a rapper like say Rhapsody? This isn't a conversation. I mean, he said he said lyrically the best rapper of all time. I said she's the best. I, no, no. I mean, whole package. Whole, so yeah, 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 yeah. The the whole package, yes. Uh, that's kind of hard because Rhapsody, she's she's a lyrical rapper, like she's really a great lyrical. Rapper. She's, she's a, female a great rapper, but overall package, Nicki is definitely better. Of course, <laughs> but if we're talking about like bar for bar for bar for bar, uh, it's kind of hard now. That's hard. It's Rhapsody. It, it, no, and I'm gonna tell In you my why. Opinion. I'm gonna tell you why. There's people that think. Kendrick is like the greatest rapper of all time or Eminem is the greatest rapper of all time because they're like, you know, they could rhyme mouse with 300 different ways to rhyme mouse with. While some people are like, nah, it's people like Jay-Z or whatever like that because of the shit that he's talking about and the whole, the overall package, kind of like the Drakey Kendrick d- debate, right? People love Drake because they think he makes fantastic music. He's very versatile. But, but people are like, oh, well, Kendrick, he, he could rap his fucking ass off or whatever like that. So it's, it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I see it. Like, I feel like Nicki Minaj, when she's rapping, she's like, she's like talking. She's talking to you. 
So you can understand what she's saying. She'd be saying some witty shit. You're cool. Well, Rhapsody, she's rapping and shit like that, but she might be like lyrical, miracle, spiritual type shit. And motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers might be like, yo, you're not slick. No, and motherfuckers <laughs> might be like, motherfuckers be like, oh, she's just saying shit to rhyme. For real, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm yeah, not lying. Just, just say that's your opinion, yo. You don't have no, to, no, I didn't. have to hide the shot, the shadows of others, man. I'm, I'm not, yo, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could take the shit on the chin, and I look, and I look forward to it, man. I, I, I love, you know, being a heel, being against whatever. It's just, I, I, th- I would treat, I put it like this. Hey, Lyle, listen to Rhapsody's album, Nick. Listen to Nicki Minaj. All right, I guess I'm a pop in Nicki. I think you I'm know. still gonna go Rhapsody. If I'm being honest. Hey, shouts out to you. And and it's different strokes for different yeah. folks. That's, that's what that's what Donald said about Fabia and Diego. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, that's a, that's a little uh, more things little, I got to cut. More things I got to yeah. cut. <laughs> <laughs> now leave it in there. Oh um, wow. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything wrong. Different strokes hey. for different folks. I some, hear you. Pe- some people like certain things. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you like I, certain, so. What was wrong about it? I didn't say anything. And personally, to me, personally to me, I think I would like to listen to Rhapsody's album more than the Nicki Minaj one. Um, personally, I mean, I I'll put it like this: I think Nicki deserves Nicki deserves her space and place within a top. It, I don't know. I, I I'm starting to feel a different way about like this whole top ten thing. Yo, but you, I I'll say this. In the top twenty, she deserves to be in the top twenty, right? Why? Like a, why? Why not top ten? Because I—I'll be honest with you. I think even some of the artists that we held to be in the top ten, I don't know if they really are like high who? in that top ten. Like I, like it's—it's it's unanimous. Jay Z is in there. It's unanimous yeah. that Nas is in there. So what? What? So I mean, like, what are you saying? She can't be nine or ten. Top. It's possible. It's possible. I, it's top twenty because it to me, I, to me, it's, it's so many. Because if we're talking about, if we're talking about the the most the commercially successful artists, yes, top ten. But if we're talking about like just the best rappers of like since the beginning of rap music, oh no, we're yeah, going, yeah, that's, if that's... we're if we're going over the span of the past thirty years of rappers that have that's a lot of rappers, man. Yeah, that's a lot of rappers. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. A top twenty. If we're saying top twenty. If we're talking about that, I don't even know if she fits in but, there because that's so many damn yeah, rappers. But that's what but, we're talking. When we say top ten, that's what when you're saying top ten are all rappers. That's what you're saying though, right? Here, but so here. so right. in defense to her, and I'm not even no Nicki Minaj fan. Like I'm not I'm not going to argue with no motherfucking bar. Why is it such as like oh man I got to scratch my head and pick my nose to think if she could really be in top ten? But motherfuckers are quick to put Kendrick or Drake in there, but, and that. That's my thing. Like that. Why is it like that? Like it's kind of like discrediting her dominance and like the things that she she has done. No other female artist in the modern era has done what she's done. So when you're saying rhapsody and shit like that, uh, shouts out to you because you have the right to like her music or whatever and enjoy her music more than Nicki. But to be like, oh, she's just a better overall rapper than Nicki was and all that. Now I'm kind of like. You're discrediting all that hard work that she has earned, and like, it's, if you could, if you could throw Drake and Kendrick in there, if you could throw Drake and Kendrick in there, why can't you throw Nicki in there? You know, we're not, it's not I like understand. we're talking about. It's not like we're talking about Tyga or Soldier Boy. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> like, 
I get what you're saying. I and listen. I totally understand what you're saying. I think for me, my thing is this: even like when it comes to like a Kendrick and Drake and all of them, Kendrick, Drake, J Cole, like they're not top five to me. If they're if they are in the top ten to me of like all right over the past thirty years of rappers, they're like seven, eight, and nine, right? So to me, like me putting Nicki above them, I don't see me doing that. I don't see me putting Nicki above. Like if we're if we're just talking like a lyric from it, it if we're talking from a lyrical standpoint, no. And so we're hold on, t- wait. You're saying that overall package Drake is seven, eight, or nine? If I'm talking just rappers in general, so I'm talking about like I to me like if we're talking about no, I'm not talking about overall package because because right. to, to me if I'm putting if I, I'll be honest with you, Drake doesn't go before pun. Like if we're talking about rappers, like Drake doesn't. That's go a different before. conversation. Yeah. But to me, what? But that's what I'm saying. When you say top ten rappers, right? We're just saying top ten rappers. So to me, my definition of a top ten rapper, Lupe is going to be above above Nicki Minaj. If we're talking about yeah. rappers that are lyrically inclined, yeah. she and she and she can compete. Female listeners, they're not going to like that. You that know. That's fine. Yeah, but that's the truth, though. They're gonna send you hate, hate Listen, crime. So, hey, you, you ain't so, getting none so of this. No more Spence. That's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with rights, so that's totally fine. Like, like, so, so would you, so would you say she, you would put her over Black Thought, who's a a, a lyrical no, rapper? You, no. Like, would you put her over Eminem? Would you put her over Jay Z? Would you put her over Nas? Would you put her over Pun? No. Would you put her over Snoop Dogg? Like, well, I'm so, not saying he would do anything. Hey, He's saying no, the argument you. could no. be made. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That she could be in yeah, there. But that's what I'm saying. That's why when he asked the question, when he posed the question of how can these guys be put in here, and I'm not putting her there, right? Even those. But guys, that's a fair uh, point. Yeah, that's a fair that, point. It's, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. But that's what I'm saying. When I'm talking rappers. Like even even Drake, if he's there, he's probably top twenty. If we're talking just lyrical rappers, he's probably nine at the most. He might be nine and t- it might be nine and ten. Might be him and All him right. and J Cole. But, but pretty, Ken, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar, he deserves a spot. Okay, but but pretty much, but pretty much what what you're doing right now is what somebody could do for for Nicki Minaj, and that's that's a lot. That's what Lost Point is. That's yeah. it. That's, that's it. totally that's totally fine. I just personally, and that becomes a preference thing. Like to me, exactly. And at the end of the day, I'll be honest, like she's a top 20. If we're talking top MCs of all time, she's a top 20 MC. But she's not like I, I there's no way I can just say like all the rappers I listen to from age. I started listening to rap music at three all the way until I was what? Damn near 20 mm. <laughs> from three to 20 from the age of three all the way up to 20. Then comes Nicki Minaj. And she just trumps every. She trumps the majority of anything I've listened to prior. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. But if we're talking commercial package, yes, she deserves to be there. I'll give you that because she's done. She's held the torch. She's the highest level that you can get as a not even just as a female MC, just as an MC as a rapper. Period. She's a lyric. She's lyrically inclined. I've always said that about Nicki Minaj. I'll give her. I'll give her flowers on that. But when it's just like, even then, there's like this. Whatever, I'm not even gonna get into it because I don't so, feel like getting uh, slandered uh, by the box. Uh, but I got it. Then I got one quick question. What's up? One word answer. Who are you? Who are you picking <laughs> to listen to, Nikki or Cardi? Mm. Don't give an explanation. <laughs> one word answer. Yeah, yeah. Who? 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 No, come on, bro. Don't do that. Be because nah, be entertaining. Cause... 
I'm yep. gonna say Cardi. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I'll talk to both of them. I, we just and, we just and, shouted and, out and how great Nikki I, was. No, like, that's cool. That's cool. I <laughs> just said I, it. I'm, I'm just I'll put it like this, right? If I have if it's between them two, I'll say Nikki, because at the end of the day, no matter Cardi's a new artist X Y Z, Nikki's been around for damn near 15 years and. It is that that says enough. I'll put it like this: the girl was she, the woman was one of the biggest artists with no album out for like five years. Who do you enjoy? Who do you enjoy listening to? Are you really going to put Cardi B over Nicki Minaj? Who do you enjoy listening to? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, loud. I'm talking to this guy. So you're really going to put Nicki? You're going to put Nicki? So you would put Cardi B over Nicki Minaj? I I understand your anger. I never said. No, I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. No, I'm not. I never said that. I never. I just said I listen to Cardi B. That that's all I said. Hold on, wait. What'd you ask? I said, who do you enjoy listening to more? That's all I said. <laughs> who do you enjoy listening to more? Uh, we know Nicki Minaj say, is the I'll better rapper. Nikki. I'll okay. say Nicki. Oh, okay. Me, me, okay. That's it. Yeah, okay. I'll say, right. say Nicki over if it's between the two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. who, do you, who do you like listening to more, Lil Baby or Lil Dirk? Ooh, Dirk. Okay. Dirk, um, I gotta go, baby. Yeah, it's Lil it's Baby, man. Little Lil baby baby's in rare form too. He's been in rare form for a minute. That's why they're about to get together and collab. Yeah, the voice of the heroes, man. That's I know you're I, looking forward to it. You know, oh, yeah, that's absolutely. your boy. Absolutely. So, so Listen, who's the hero? The hero is baby. Dirk is the voice. Oh, okay. Chicago Jay Z, man. Is oh, he the Chicago Jay Z? That's why He's, he self proclaims himself that. Oh. That's not me saying that. That's what he goes by. The is there a way, reason why he says that, or does he just? Say it. He says he's the Chicago Jay Z. <laughs> listen, man. Listen, listen. The same, the same, right, the same way Lil Wayne used to say he was the greatest rapper of all time, and no one, when no one was saying it, and then we all said he was the greatest rapper of all time. I'm I not. Thought was, I thought you were saying that he was the best rapper alive. Yeah, he was saying that. Yeah, that's the best rapper retired. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And then came so, back. Exactly. And now we have the Chicago Jay Z and yes. and Lil, and the hero. Uh, aka little baby dropping hero. dropping the dropping a, a, a collab project May 28th for sneak previewing a, a collab project so I'm interested to see it Dirk has been on a has been on a hot streak lately especially in the past year um going up shout out to Drake I mean it has nothing to do with just shout out to Drake <laughs> 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 the slander um but yeah so it's I, i'm curious to see how that's how that project's going to be i know i will be listening to it definitely what i'll say is that like the song on the cala cala album doesn't really have me overly excited i'm not really the biggest fan of that song like that but i do want to hear it because i'm curious to hear what their their music together sounds like for a full project i'm sure there's going to be more than a couple songs on there that i'll enjoy so i'm definitely looking forward to that yeah Absolutely, I think I agree. I mean, like I said, Lil Baby's been in rare form. We, you heard how he was going on the on the Drake feature, so yeah, he was going in it, exactly. So like, he's been he's been in rare form now, as well as Dirk. Dirk has been in rare form for a minute now, definitely with just dropping music every week. It seems like a new feature every week. I think this week is Turkey Bag season, so it's. Listen, man, Dirk, Dirk has been on a roll. Little Baby's on a roll. So I can't wait to hear what they have come, to come uh, on the 28th of May. So, Hey, man, shouts out to OTF 300. You know what I mean? Shouts out to GBE. Shouts out to everybody. 
Yeah. Speaking of the Chicago Jay-Z, right? Did you guys see the uh, read an interview with Jay-Z where he brought up how he regrets the lyrics of Big Pimpin'? So I saw that, and apparently that was like what quoted from some really old interview or something like that, right? From Rolling yeah. Stone or something like that. I'm not sure. I just read. Uh, I just saw some something about it. It just caught my attention on the fly. Here's my thing, right? So Jay Z's been making music for a long time. Like, are we really surprised that there's not a lyric he's wrote that he regretted, even if it wasn't Big Pippin? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're if you have a record of yourself, I'm sure you said something that you regretted. That's something that you were wrong about you know and it's that's just what happens when you're putting something that you record and for the masses to listen to people or if he felt like he was wrong and shouts out to him i think big pimpin is a great song and i listen to it multiple times you know what i mean but like if that's what he feels about his song then he's he has a right to feel that way listen i i personally as a huge jay-z stan i'm not mm. even a fan i'm a stan of jay-z mm. i have no problem saying that raised off his music um Huge fan of this song. Remember when Big Pimpin came out? I remember what grade I was in. I remember the conversations we would have in school about this song, right? To pertaining to the lyrics. Um, after seeing this, because it was something that was trending on the timeline, I did go back and listen to the song again and read the lyrics. And I totally understand this now that he's a man with children. He's a 50-year-old man with children versus when yeah. he made this song and he was like 20-something. There's not, uh, at The way we the way there's a, been a criticism of a future in the terms of saying he's the, the, the Messiah misogyny, this song was probably the, the predicator to what, to what we would get from someone like a future down the line. This song is, it's purely misogynistic, right? But at the same time, it's at the time it was a great song and Hey, you have every right to go back and listen to your music and not be as big of a fan. I mean, we all, all his fans may not feel the same way, but hey, I, I'm not going to say too much more. We could talk more about this when we turn, when we get done recording. Uh, shouts out to UGK, RP Pimpsey. Yo, for real, man. Like, shouts out to him. Yeah, definitely. UGK, for real, for real. Legends. Yeah, I'm, uh, yes, very, sir. I'm very curious to see if, um, knowing songs like this because more likely it's probably this now that his, his daughter blue ivy's what like probably like maybe 10 or something like that almost um, you can just go back and use that as an example it's like hey like when i was younger i was like that you know what i mean and some dudes are like that you know and that's just what it is and you should avoid those dudes because they're you know doing dumb shit yeah they could become billionaires one day so you know or that you know what i mean it's like 50 50 <laughs> like it's like yeah you know what i mean yeah can't hate while you're in the outside of club, man. Yo, somebody um, just said that to me earlier today. That's crazy. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, like it's kind of weird you say that. Yeah, what you was hating on someone earlier? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, that's a off topic, off off mic. We'll, we'll talk about that when we're done recording. Let's take this conversation offline. Do we um, have anything else for the listeners? Um, I think there may be one thing. I feel like um, we forgot something. Uh, well, I wanted to say like, hey, <clears throat> we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but uh, yeah, Dogecoin hit its highest. It hit over 70 cents. Elon Musk announces it's going to be currency for his SpaceX program or whatever you want to call it. I think that's dope for everybody who's been in the Dogecoin game. Continue to hold on. I know it's 
it like kind of crashed and little and it went a little low because he said hey yeah it's kind of like a hustle don't be discouraged by that that doesn't mean like the dogecoin is now going to fold over and croak nah it's it's the stock market game remember bitcoin motherfuckers were saying hey this ain't shit you wasted your money yeah 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 now motherfuckers sitting there rich as shit off of bitcoin they probably didn't even work a job, just put money in the Bitcoin. Now they rich. So don't get discouraged. Shout out to everybody getting into Dogecoin. Hold on to it. Believe in that motherfucker because you never know. You might be the next motherfucking Jeff Bezos. Maybe not, but just have some hope. And that's not financial advice. It's it's <laughs> it's not, not it's not financial <laughs> advice. You shouldn't come to us for your personal financial advice because if you do, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like like for real. Like we we are regular everyday people, even though we are the tag team champions. The the consensus, the general consensus, mm-hmm. and the measuring stick. No, it's about to fall asleep. No, no, no. We Ooh. have a new tag team name. Oh, okay. Me? What's up? Oh. No, we have an yeah, in there. It's we are now called the Divine Right. So that's our new tag team name, the Divine Right, because we are royalty. Mm. We are the keys that mm. hand out the keys mm. to the cities. Mm. So there we go. That's who we are. So do you guys have any last words before I give my last word before we close the show out? Uh, shouts out to the rapper Mike. He put out a song about a month ago called Evil Eye. I don't think the song is necessarily for everybody, but I like it and I think that shit's dope. Boom. From um, from Cyberclick? His name? No, 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 not that Mike. Another Mike. Literally named Mike. M I K E. Mike. And, and capital letters, right? Yeah, it kind of raps like, like I don't want to put that on, but it's a, it's a good song. Yeah, shout outs to Mike then. I, I haven't heard it. Uh, I'll check it out. You guys send it, send, me, send it to me and I'll check it out. Um, if nothing else, you like the beat. That's, sometimes that's all you need. Shouts out to my uh, homeboy, Gilroy, his motherfucking ass, and I. Mm. We did our own little project and guitar and bars it's out you know mm. the motherfuckers all over youtube it's, mm. it's on spotify it's about to be on apple music soon mm. so yeah just check us out it's just a couple of young black brothers just trying to have fun and uh we're taking this shit to the moon like it's dogecoin and mm. uh, my the last thing i want to say before the show is over is I want to give a special shout out to my OG, one of my OGs, one of my mentors. Mm-hmm. Sergeant, you. Sergeant, Sergeant, you ain't no motherfucking Sergeant. Sergeant, mm, okay. Yeah, you got that. Parker. Okay. Sergeant Parker, you know what I mean? We fuck, well, me and Nigel, we've been fucking with you the long way. A lot of help. Yes, sir. You really, you know, he helped us. He changed our lives. Uh, so we, I want to actually shout out what he had going on and it's called his first state flag in LLC. Mm, okay. Yeah, he got his own business. Okay. So I wanted to, you know, shout out somebody who, you know, who paved the way for me. So I want to, you know, give back. 
him and his cousin, you know, Mr. Patrick Boehner, just met the gentleman the other day. Cool guy. Him and Sarah Parker, man, they got that business going, first state flagging. Make sure y'all hit him up. He's going to treat you right. He's going to treat you good. And if I hear anything bad, we're going to come break your neck, you know, and that's just the, the strength off the game. We come in and break your neck. So I wanted to shout the OG out, you know, that's it. What do you guys got left? Um, uh, oh, God, what, what's man? Well, I was just going to say, uh, don't believe everything you read on your timeline. Uh, yeah, that's really it to the listeners. Probably by the time this comes out, this this wow, story. that's super cryptic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what are we about to see? <laughs> My God, nah, nah, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just saying. Well, what is it? It's something involving Pooch Ice I'm oh, okay, I'm not, but I'm not. Put, I'm, oh, so is, is it that bad? Apparently, they. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll yeah, talk we'll, about it. Later. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's all like that, we'll talk. I'll about put them in. I'll put it in the chat. Yeah, um, listeners, I don't really have much to say. Thank you for being here. Thank you for leaving the comments. We try to respond to all the comments. You know, um, we truly do appreciate it. Um, it's they, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, damn. You know, that's what, we, they're, that's what they're rumoring. So. We appreciate the comments. Damn. We we think that uh you know definitely keep on communicating <laughs> with us and tell us what you think of the show. Um, we are here for y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all can follow us at the Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram. Y'all yeah. can follow us at the Advised Advised Highly on Twitter. You can follow us at the Highly Advised Podcast here on YouTube. Shout out to the YouTube listenership. Shouts out to Joe Budden. Shouts out to the UFC. Shouts out to, you know, a lot of people. And, you know, shouts out to yeah. whoever you're about to say. No, I was going to ask, did you guys watch the uh, Adam 22 interview with, with, Joe, with Joe Budden? Nah, I was uh, watching some Kevin Samuels and Umar Johnson, though. Yeah, I, I was watching the two two goats. <laughs> Shit, the, the way the way they're going, it, it seems like we might get Ali and Frazier for <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's man. Fact. Yeah, the way they talk. That's uh, you know, shout out to both of them. I put like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout outs to shout outs to Umar. Shout outs to the nine hundred and twenty dollar book that you have to pay three ninety nine <laughs> oh, for shipping and handling shit. for on, on, <laughs> on certain right. on certain websites. Yeah. On certain websites, you can Not- order a book for nine hundred and twenty dollars so. with three dollars shipping. Like, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. you still got to pay tax. Don't forget that. that. Yeah, that too. That's fucking insane. All right, listeners. <laughs> we if you, like, if we you have... like what you've heard, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on YouTube if you like what you've heard. You have been highly advised. We will see you next time. Respect. Drink we talk to water. you. Shashaw, you've been highly advised. <laughs>